This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Libby will be back with you tomorrow. In the meantime, we are talking about the high cost of housing in Toronto. 60% of renters are considering leaving the GTA due to the high cost of housing. That is the bottom line of a new Angus Reid survey, which also says that more than two-thirds of GTA residents say that the government should be more involved in the housing market to improve affordability. Are you a renter? Are you a renter living on a fixed income? And how are you making out? Will you be leaving the city or do you even have that option? We want to hear from you if you're renting, if you're struggling with a high cost of housing and aging at the same time, because often those issues go hand in hand. 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-740-4740. Joining us for the conversation is Dave Krasinski at Angus Reid. Hi, Dave. Hi, how are you? Fine, thanks. And Phil Soper, CEO and President of Royal LePage. Hi, Phil. Good to be here. Dave, the respondents in your survey, a mix of renters and homeowners? Yeah, we have a a good mix of renters and homeowners. We had a sample um, in the GTA of more than 800. So we've got some nice, uh, nice size populations to kind of look at the differences between those those two opinions, which are really interesting. So let's talk about uh, the way it breaks down when you look at the various demographics and, and how the various demographics are dealing with the cost of housing and what's going on in their lives, which is fueling, in some cases, a decision to maybe having to leave. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, we, can, we can kind of start off with that, that note that you were making about people who are considering leaving the GTA um, so they're looking at the cost of owning a home and, and thinking about whether or not they have the ability to create the foundation for, you know, their career and their family going forward. And we've seen this in Metro Vancouver as well, which is a population which really doesn't feel comfortable setting down roots. So you've got um, more than 8 and 10 in each of the age demographics. That's the 18 to 34, 35 to 54, and 55-plus. Um, almost all of them say that they're worried about the next generation being able to afford a home in their community. Mm-hmm. And then what you see there by by the age groups is that, yeah, 6 and 10 uh, millennials say that they're thinking about leaving the GTA just because of the cost of home ownership. But it's 50% in that 35 to 54 group, and one in three among those who are 55 years or older who are actually thinking about leaving the area because you know if they're considering downsizing do they want to you know move into the into Toronto into a a, a new condominium they might have a good value on their home or their asset that they're selling 
but the the costs are still uh, so high that those people are actually considering moving elsewhere just to get a better deal and maybe have some more space. Well, I guess that's where we can bring Phil into the conversation and the retirement factor. Uh, Phil, I guess whether you want to sell your relatively high-priced home in Toronto and move outside the GTA and downsize is going to be dependent on what your work situation is. Yeah, we... We did a piece of work that was released last month uh, that showed 1.4 million baby boomers are uh, set to make real estate transitions uh, in the next five years, and uh, 56% of them considered their local housing markets uh, unaffordable for retirement. So what, what that really means is boomers are finally looking at making the transition out of their big family homes. Kids stayed at home much longer uh, in this generation. Part of that is housing affordability. Uh, And they're finally going to make the move, and they're saying, well, for retirement or partial retirement, uh, it really doesn't make sense to be sitting on an asset, the family home that's worth this much, and to try to buy in the same market when I'm not raising a family and I'm not working or I'm not working full-time. So they are looking at, um, across the country, uh, suburban areas or semi-recreational areas, typically within an hour of where they're living now. And yet that may be not their first choice. If money was no object, they might happily stay in, in the family home in the city. There's definitely a part of that, although staying in the family home is something that seems appealing to people conceptually, and obviously there's a subset that will be there, but the low-maintenance or no-maintenance and uh, recreation, different recreational activities that are possible in a different kind of living mm-hmm. uh, is what it drives a lot of people to move into, say, uh, larger condominiums. And we do see a, see an uptick in demand for larger condominiums as people leave, uh, leave their family homes. And, and the retirement income uh, is obviously going to be fueled from the equity that they get out of their home here in the city by moving into a much smaller home or a condo outside the GTA. That's going to give them uh, a whole lot more fuel and bang for their buck as they age. Absolutely. We're also seeing, uh, you know, to Dave's, uh, uh, some of the points he made in, in uh, their revealing statistics, we are seeing young families looking at surrounding uh, communities as well. Uh, in fact, we released uh, our second study on millennial intent uh, early in 2018 that showed uh, a significant number, 61% of millennials would actually consider relocating, not just neighborhoods, but jobs, uh, call it going to a new city, uh, for housing affordability. So uh, all of this, though, we should put in perspective, the number of young people moving to Toronto and Vancouver from other parts of the country uh, is huge. And the population growth in our uh, legacy cores, if you think about uh, uh, here in Toronto where we're talking, uh, downtown uh, around the Air Canada Centre, that strip between the lake and uh, the financial district has absolutely exploded with both jobs and housing uh, and uh, 
social activities called restaurants, uh, gyms, uh, parks, all this sort mm-hmm. of thing, because they want to live there. And uh, the, the, the developer, development industry has responded with a product that matches their income. So, so there are thousands and thousands of people moving to our big cities because there's work and excitement. Um, it just doesn't fit the lifestyle of everybody. Uh, Joining us for our conversation about home affordability, which appears to be uh, brewing as an election issue as well for this municipal election upcoming in October, is Dave Krasinski at Angus Reid, Phil Soper, President and CEO of Royal LePage. Dave, back to you for just a moment. We talk about the millennials and that whole idea of affordability. And and I think it's fascinating what Phil was saying there, that if you can get that combination of lifestyle and uh, professional satisfaction, you you might be more than willing to to live outside the city and and thrive and prosper in a place uh, like Hamilton or somewhere around the Niagara or east of Coburg, depending on what op- opportunities are there. Yeah, it, it totally depends on on what you're able to do, and and kind of as he was saying, as Phil was saying, um, we we asked. Uh, people in the region, which uh, which of the factors they think are actually contributing the most to the high housing costs? And one thing we found in the in the GTA that we didn't find in Metro Vancouver is the number one reason for GTA residents is that they think that um, the location itself is desirable. So you've got you know forty eight percent of uh, millennials say that that's the reason that so many people are still coming to the area and that housing prices are still rising. And it's 51% among that 55-plus age group. So that really does resonate. You know, it, the conversation in Metro Vancouver is much more about um, foreign investment and, and wealthy people um, investing in the real estate market, whereas those are still issues. Those are actually the second and third reasons that uh, GTA residents say that, that housing prices have, have risen so much. But that desirability is really one of the things that... Um, GTA residents seem to connect with, and they and they think that you know there's the the amenities and the values that that uh, they can procure from living in the GTA are so high that maybe it is they're willing to you know undertake a decade of paying a little bit more than than they would like to to uh, enjoy that and to advance their career in a world-class city. So that's really an element at play here. And Dave, talk to us about, uh, you mentioned that the 55-plus question about whether or not uh, people in that age group are hoping the Toronto market cools off slightly. A quarter say they do hope that, likely for the benefit of their children and grandchildren. Would we take from this that three-quarters of people 55-plus want to see house prices go up to their own benefit? Yeah, it's interesting that the housing price question is one where you've got even a lot of homeowners who are saying that they'd like to see the the market cool. Um, so you've got about um, 50% of each of these populations um, who say that they'd like to see the housing prices drop by at least uh, 10%. Among the 55-plus group, it's 44% would like to see it fall by 10% or more, and 23% would actually like to see it drop by 30%. Um, so you've got a quarter of that age group who would like to see housing prices drop, and that really is connected with that finding that you know almost everybody in the region is concerned about home ownership for the next generation, 
and particularly um, one of the things that's happened where even if you're if you're being uh, if you can't access home ownership, some some people are fine with renting, but the the finding that you know uh, more than half of renters actually think that their rent is is unreasonably high is also interesting in the region. So you've got people who might have been coming to the region and renting and been comfortable with that if the you know the economic trade-off was fair, but they're finding that they're being squeezed out as well, um, paying so much and then not getting the benefits of home ownership. So that's another interesting thing that's at play here. And in the Royal LePage survey, Phil, uh, you've, you've got 18% of boomers say they don't expect their children to leave home before the age of 30. 9% say they don't expect them to leave before 35. Is there an anticipation here that uh, the millennials who are still at home till 30, and in some cases 35, that their parents want them to purchase a home or just be able to afford rent. I think if you've got a 35-year-old in the basement, you're just desperately hoping they leave, period. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Enough already. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, uh, it's like my dad, when my um, little brother, when he was, uh, I guess he was 30, now that I think about it, he said, um, Trent, we're, I'm moving. And Trent said, great, where we're we going? And he said, well, I'm going here, but you're not at you're not coming. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, obviously that's that's in jest. And yes. The reason we have yes. so many people in their uh, 20s, late 20s, and into their early 30s living at home is because it's an expensive world. It's also because people are staying in school longer. Women are getting uh, married later and staying in school and pursuing careers. So there's a sociological change that has occurred, and, and parents you know, bless them, have uh, provided shelter for their kids while they uh, figure out what they're going to do. The homeownership rate with our uh, boomer generation, so the the uh, people in their late uh, 50s to late uh, 60s, uh, is very high. It approaches uh, 80%. Um, most of them have enjoyed incredible success through their life with real estate. It's been it, during their period of home ownership, call it you know 30, 30 to now, home prices have generally appreciated greater than the long-term average of 5%. But home prices do go up over time. Over the century, home prices in Canada have risen about 5% per year. And the only time they actually decline um, is when you have uh, economic bubbles uh, burst or crises. And, and and, And right now, the real estate industry, commercial residential real estate industry, uh, has surpassed uh, energy in Canada uh, and is the largest uh, uh, part of uh, our economy, of, of GDP. And a significant uh, crash in the real estate industry would bring great economic um, uh, harm to the country. It's why policymakers are so focused on on this space. It's both to provide people with the kind of housing they need uh, at all income levels, but also because it's so important to the economy. So it's fine if home prices dip slightly uh, by the 
low single digits. That's a, a normal occurrence. But when you get more than 10% home price increases, it comes with increases in unemployment, uh, recessions, really difficult times. So no one, no one that understands economics wants home prices to crash. Mm-hmm. It's, that's, a, that's a horrible thing to happen for an economy. It's what happened to America when their financial system collapsed at the end of the uh, 2000s. And it took six, seven years for unemployment to recover, for uh, America to get back on their economic feet, and for people to uh, dig themselves out from underneath the wreck. So right now, if you look at Toronto, we're dealing with the 2015 to 17. Uh, we've got a hangover from from the the irrational exuberance that happened in the market. If you, if you compare, for example, the second quarter of 2017, home prices were up 24% in the GTA. This year, they're essentially flat year over year with, with uh, a number of uh, new government regulations aimed at cooling the market. So people are still reeling from a couple of years of completely unreasonable home price increases, right. but we've entered an area, an era where home price increases should be closer to that long-term average, and I think it will give people time to catch their breath, allow their incomes to catch up with the uh, price of homes in the market, and and to be able to realize that dream of home ownership. I want to get to our Zoomer radio listeners on this. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Stephen in Parkdale, uh, what are your thoughts on home affordability in Toronto? I can't speak to that. I can only speak about apartments. No problem. Okay. They, they, they've gone crazy. They, they're not building any. There's a shortage. Uh, the, the landlords are trying to push you out because there's no rent controls after you move out. Uh, they have Aggies. I don't know if you know what an Aggie is. Well, maybe one of my experts can okay, react about, to that. It's about guideline increases. So the, the, not only are they getting the rent control increase, they're getting a, uh, an increase above that. Uh, they used to provide cable. They used to provide hydro. Okay. Now the tenants are having to pay for that. And Stephen, how how much has your rent gone up in recent years? Can you speak to that? I would say probably uh, over sixty percent in the last five years. In the last five years. Now, as a result of that, are you planning on leaving the GTA or or the city of Toronto, for that matter? I would like to. The one thing that's keeping me here is my health. That I've got doctors. I need to be seen here and to go and start up uh, somewhere else. I don't know how to do that. Right. Thank you for your call. We really appreciate your input. Uh, and I guess that that's part of it, too, if we talk about the Angus Reid survey, Dave, um, that people may like the idea or seriously considering leaving. And then, as Stephen points out, it, you know, it may not work with your lifestyle. Yeah, it, you know, it's tricky to, to pick up and relocate. And a lot of people... Um, a lot of people economic opportunities, and I'm thinking about you know um, people with university educations and such um, who are who are looking to get into the tech space or into the policy space, and a lot of those opportunities really do come in these large urban centers. And what you've seen is rising prices, kind of putting pressure on those on those people who 
Um, and our survey found that uh, that point that Stephen was making is kind of echoed. And one in one in four uh, respondents actually said that developers need to build more rental housing uh, in, to help bring the the cost down. And uh, one in five actually said the same about just building uh, housing in general. Um, so there's the sense that there's a there's also a bit of a supply problem mm-hmm. as well. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe Phil can, can speak to that. I'm not an expert on that area of the industry. But it is a what you get in, in these public opinion surveys, and this, this kind of goes for that crash question as well, as Phil was saying, that you know a crash would really do some extent of damage to the economy. So what you get is people who are expressing a frustration and, and responding to that and saying, you know what, if that's what it takes, um, I would be willing to endure that. Maybe they're they're not entirely sure of, of what those consequences would be, but there is when you track these things over time, then you can see that sense that that frustration is either rising or diminishing, and it, and it does appear to be rising since our 2015 study. And Dave, just before we change topics, because I, I do want to talk about John McCain and uh, honoring him and paying tribute to him uh, north of the border. Um, I, also, before. Uh, Phil mentioned about the government intervention in housing affordability. Your survey actually found that most respondents, quite a high number, eight in ten, uh, like the idea of the government weighing in to keep house and uh, rental property prices down. Yeah, there's a sense that um, government action does play a big role here. And what's interesting, actually, among the 55-plus age group, um, they actually do say that, that government should, the policy should focus on first-time buyers rather than protecting the asset of, uh, of current homeowners. And the 55-plus age group, those boomers, are, are most supportive of all of these um, potential policy proposals that, that we asked about. So, you know, from simple changes such as, you know, collecting data on property buyers and tracking that more closely so that you can follow these trends you know that's been a problem uh, recently in a number for a number of years where canadians have not actually had reliable data to say who's buying and and uh and follow those trends and there's actually support for um increasing you know taxes on uh speculation purchases the the vacancy tax all of these measures about eight and ten uh gta residents support each of them so whatever they're being presented with um, the residents are, are generally positive in saying, you know, if this is something that would help, then I support it, go ahead. And they're trusting government to look at the issue and decide which of these policy proposals is going to be the most beneficial and not necessarily harm homeowners, but also open up the the market to first-time buyers as well. Dave Krasinski at Angus Reid, Phil Soper, CEO and President of Royal LePage. Thank you both for your time. My pleasure much. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.